showtime. Chris Stapleton, I could go on and on for days. But rather than do that, I'd rather just add one more name to the list. And that name is Taylor Hughes. I would describe Taylor's music as K-A-C, Kick-Ass Country. And we are thrilled to have Taylor as our guest this week on the Rosie and Bill Show. Taylor, welcome to the show. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm so excited. Well, so are we. And I mean, we've listened to your music and wow, you have such a cool tone to your voice. It's, it's very unique. And I want to start by asking you, you've been singing for years and writing songs for years. When did you first realize that you had a propensity for this? Like, were you the kind of kid that was entering in talent shows in your elementary school or high school? I've known I could sing or I guess known I could sing um, and wanted to perform ever since I was a little girl. Um, we have like home videos of me singing in like our preschool shows. <laughs> There's this one video of me that I, I push everyone out of the way and I step <laughs> to the front. <laughs> and I'm like in preschool. So there's no way that like my singing is any good right now. <laughs> but like, I've always wanted to do talent shows and stuff. And I was always in choir growing up, but no one actually took it seriously, I guess, or really had ever really heard me because I always sang with like groups of people um you know like in high school you're either a band kid or you're a choir kid I was a choir kid so um I always joke around with my dad you know because they didn't my parents didn't know that I really could sing till I was probably like 17 or 18 and my dad's like well I was in choir and I'm like that doesn't mean you can sing dad <laughs> Because my dad doesn't have a musical bone in his body. <laughs> um, my mom can. So that's kind of where I got it from. But, you know, I'd always loved performing and singing for my friends and um, putting on shows and like making little videos and stuff. So I guess for me, I always knew, but it was just quite a surprise to everyone else once I really started doing this. When did you start doing it professionally? Like, did you form a band when you were in your team? No, no. What's funny is that, um, I was super involved in, um, athletics. I was a volleyball player, um, in middle school and high school, and I played all year round. So I was very competitive and, um, had actually had plans to go to college on a scholarship. 
And um, I blew my knee out my junior year of high school and that ended my career, which turned out to be a blessing in disguise because that's when I started to take guitar lessons. And, um, you know, I went to my dad and I was like, you know, I'd really like to learn guitar. And he was like, well, okay, yeah, we'll go get you some lessons. Why not? Well, come to find out, you know, we go, we sign me up for guitar and my teacher, who is still my teacher today, uh, who's like family, Polly Felice was actually someone that my dad babysat when they were young. So it was kind of full circle, but um, I had only had like three or four guitar lessons and um, Paul was like, let's take you to Nashville. They've got a TV Comcast down there. We'll get you on stage, not to play guitar, but to sing because he was listening to me sing while we were in lessons. and. You know, he took, he went to my parents with me and told them, they were like, there's no way she knows how to play. She like can't know more than five chords. And he was like, no, Taylor sings. You all don't know that? And they were like, no, we've never heard her. <laughs> so I guess you could say I started uh, professionally uh, when I was about 18, because that was when I first came down to Nashville. And, and the first venue I ever sang at was the Nashville Palace, which is still a super popular place. Um, and I got on stage. I'd never sang on my own. And um, I was just singing to like a track because um, obviously I didn't know how to play um, a guitar yet. And everyone really loved me and I had so much fun. And, you know, afterwards people were coming up to my parents and they're like, oh, she's great. Please bring her back. And they were like, oh, thanks. And afterwards they were like, are you lip singing? And I was like, no, this is, this is me. <laughs> so that's kind of how it all got started. And I started, you know, every few months, um, I'd come down here and play for the TV Comcast and, um, I'd have my lessons with my teacher and I'd sing around at like, you know, bars and restaurants um, back at home. But it's just kind of funny that no one really knew. <laughs> and my guitar teacher is the one that's like, yep, here we go. <laughs> Put you on stage. Best kept secret ever. Well, I like to think so. <laughs> now, Taylor, as in those early stages of your career, um, did you have any particular musical influences? I, you know, I kicked off the show with with all of the greats that have come from Kentucky, but oh, yeah. your so music is really kind of a blend of, of a lot of different genres. So I'm curious as to, you know, where and who, who those influences were. Yeah, you know, um, growing up, we always had country music playing in the house, but we also had a lot of Southern rock. And, um, you know, my dad always jokes around, he had Molly Hatchet and Leonard Skinner playing, but we also had blues occasionally playing just, I remember my dad would just blare the speakers throughout the house, like the surround sound. And we just, on the weekends, he'd cook pancakes and we'd have music playing and stuff. But, um, you know, I grew up on Tim McGraw and Faith Hill and Kenny Chesney. And so I've always had a huge love for just country music. Um, but like you said, my I've got quite a mix of stuff. So, you know, I love Leonard Skinner. One of the first songs I ever learned to play and I still play it. It's requested at every show I play is Simple Man by Leonard Skinner. Um, and then uh, I've had quite a few people compare my vocals or, you know, my sound to Susan Tedeschi, who's, I don't know if you know who she is, but God, she's an amazing blues artist and from Tedeschi Tracks. And I feel like as I've gotten older, um, not only has my style changed a little bit and developed um, more because, you know, you you learn who you are as you um, do this for years and years. And 
What's funny is when I first started, I was like a soprano one, like very high. I would not touch those low notes. And then I got bronchitis really bad when I was like 20 and I was sick for a little while. And then my voice just dropped and it never went back the same way, you know, and it's almost like another thing, like a blessing in disguise. Cause my sound is very different from everybody else. And it, it's weird to think that just like getting bronchitis one time is kind of what changed my tone <laughs> and like, you know, my vocal range and whatnot. Yeah. But you, you just went with it. I mean, like you said, it's, it's like different things that have happened to you is, is, you know, more proof that everything happens for a reason. Oh, absolutely. I, that is like one of the biggest things I believe in is that, you know, even, you know, at a certain time in your life, if you don't understand, like there is a reason for it. And I've, just roll with the punches, you know, that's kind of how I was raised and, you know, just got to adapt to whatever uh, life throws at you. Well, speaking of adapting, one, one thing I'm curious about is you, you had a heck of a run in Kentucky with all kinds of nominations and awards in the Lexington area and throughout the state. And then you made that in Nashville. What was that transition like for you? Was it intimidating? Like, how did you get the courage to make the move and how difficult was it to adjust? You know, um, Nashville is always somewhere I wanted to be. Um, I knew I wanted to live here for years and years. And uh, I had plans of, you know, I always planned to uh, move down here. And um, obviously you kind of start your career where you're from. And I was, I had so much hometown support in um, Lexington. It's not that small of a city, but the music community is pretty small, but it's very close. And we're, you know, we're always cheering each other on. So to have that support is always, you know, so awesome to know. And especially like when I moved down here, I was like, well, are people are going to be like, oh, she left us, you know, kind of thing. And like, oh, you know, she's, she's moved on, but the support that I've continued to have from my hometown has been amazing and a blessing. And, you know, when I moved down here, it was a little intimidating just because I was moving somewhere where I didn't know anybody. And, um, which for me is very like, I don't like change. I've never been really comfortable with change. Um, and I've always just kind of, you know, needed that extra push sometimes just to believe in myself. But when I moved down here, you know, I kind of was just like, you know what, Taylor, you got to have a different, you know, mindset. You, there's no one here to push you except for yourself, really. And I went out to every show I could find and I met whoever was running it and I'd go meet people and introduce myself, which was not like a normal thing for me. I usually am just like someone that like people watches, but, you know, I kind of just threw myself out there and was like, Hey, let me play. I know you don't know what I sound like and you have no reason to think that I can do this, but like, just give me a shot. And, um, people started letting me play and I've met so many amazing people um, here. I've made so many great friendships and so many like opportunities that, um, it really made the transition um, a lot better. Now there are, there are times where I'm like, oh my God, like, what am I doing? <laughs> you know, is this, am I, am I doing the right thing? You know, I think most artists uh, face that once or twice in their life, you know, trying to figure it out when they hit the struggle bus and whatnot. But I truly couldn't imagine not being here.
Well, there's something to be said for being bold and courageous, because if you don't believe in yourself, why should anyone else? Exactly. It's right. so true. Now, someone else you've performed with recently, in fact, is someone who actually introduced us to you. Yes. Audra McLaughlin. That's what is it cool. like with the two of you powerhouses on stage? Oh my gosh. Um, I remember the first time I heard Audra sing. Um, I, we had a mutual friend down here that, um, we, um, that plays music too. And um, his name's Jeff. And he was like, you gotta meet Audra. I think you'd really like her. And I was like, who is this Audra chick? And like, we just both happened to be playing a show, the same show one night. Like it was like a writer's round and she was in the round before me. And I was like, oh my God, I think this is the girl Jeff was telling me about. And like, she ended up staying for my round and um, we just kind of like got a girl crush on each other and became really good friends. And uh, we write a lot together and uh, we have very similar taste and style. And even our vocals are um, unique. They both have that deeper um, tone than most female artists do. And um, these past two months we've been on the road and I've never done like shows or like touring um, with another artist where it was kind of like a shared headlining kind of thing. And it has been just absolutely amazing. Um, and we had such a successful time that we had more venues reaching out to us um, about adding them to the tour. And um, we're actually going to be playing some shows together again next weekend. And because um, it was just like a Kentucky tour. And uh, now we're playing in different parts of Nashville. And we're going to be up, or not Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, we're going to be up in Indiana in May. So we're just kind of, you know, making our rounds and trying to spread out wherever we can. And, but really it's been an absolute blast. I, I adore her. Like she's so, she's like the Northern me is what I like to say. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's been really good. I can only imagine how great that show is. Maybe one of these days we can catch you guys. That would be, uh, that would be awesome. We would absolutely love that. Well, folks, we are going to hear more from Taylor, but first we're going to take a quick break with the Rosie and Bill Show fitness expert, Coach Lombardi. Take it away, Coach. Thanks, Rosie and Bill. Hey, everyone. I'm Coach Lombardi coming to you from Los Angeles, and I have a question for you. Do you sit all day? Do you stand all day? Well, doing either of those isn't good for you as recent studies have proven. They can cause blood pooling, stiff knees, stiff low back, and hip pain in a lot of people as well. My solution, change your position frequently. And one way businesses are helping their employees do this is with a standing desk, which by the way, you can also use at home. The standing desk is easy to move up and down by either a motor or a hand crank, so you can go from sitting to standing whenever you feel the need to move. Try it out and let us know what you think. Back to you, Rosie and Bill. Thank you so much, Coach. That's great advice. You know, I'll have to try that because, boy... You know, we all sit a lot around the computer. So that's that's really practical advice. I'm looking forward to trying that. And on that topic, Taylor, you have um, another passion besides music, and that is health and fitness. Talk to us about that. Yeah, um, it's kind of funny um, how I got started with it. Um, I mentioned earlier that um, I was a volleyball player 
Um, so I've always been into athletics and working out, but, um, as a child, um, I was a chunky kid. I was, um, I had an older brother and I wanted to be just like him. So basically would follow him around. If he was eating pizza, I was eating pizza, you know, and, um, I was bullied for it a little bit, um, growing up, but I think we all kind of experienced that, um, here and there. It made me tough, right? <laughs> but, uh, um, I really started to getting, like getting into fitness and stuff in middle school when my dad, um, signed me up for volleyball, which I did not want to do. And he was like, you're going to do this and you're going to love it. And come to find out I did. <laughs> and, um, so I've always been like a fitness junkie. Um, I love helping people, um, figure out nutrition and, um, I make workout guides for people just as like a favor. Like I don't do it to get paid or anything like that. Um, I just love watching people transform themselves just for the better, you know, to live a healthy life. And, um, speaking of like nutrition and whatnot, um, I love cooking and I love finding ways to like take somewhat like unhealthy meals and make them healthy. But, um, I am a big lover of donuts. So don't think that I don't eat though. <laughs> What's um, your my- favorite donut? Oh man. Okay. So uh, if you're ever in Nashville or if you have been down here, there's a five daughters, um, donut place. And they're like these big croissant donuts and they fill them with just like all kinds of stuff. And I love anything like, oh man, chocolate. Like if there's chocolate on it, I'm eating it. And every month, like I follow them on like Instagram. So whenever they announce their new monthly flavors, I'm like, Oh, Drew, he's my husband. I'm like, we have to go get donuts. And he's like, you're going to make me fat. And I'm like, well, you don't have to eat them. I'll eat them. (laughs) And I don't buy just one. I buy like one of each because I don't want to miss out on a flavor. (laughs) I eat them like throughout the week, (laughs) but, um, you know, it just growing up playing volleyball just really got like brought out the passion of fitness for me. And, um, you know, I work out five days a week. Um, I eat pretty healthy as it is, but I do, um, enjoy myself occasionally in, uh, you know, um, I've always wanted to have my own fitness line, kind of like Carrie Underwood. So like developing my own, um, clothing line. And I always thought that was so cool that she was able to do that and kind of build it off of her music career. And I was like, you know, maybe I could do that one day. So that's the hope, you know, that's what it's the goal. <laughs> sure you will. Absolutely. And I think that's a great goal to have in addition to what you're already doing now. Now, Taylor, in just a couple of minutes, we're going to um, have a little bit of fun, or at least it'll be fun for us. I don't know about you, right? <laughs> um, but no stress or anything. But before we do that, I wanted to share kind of a musical theory that I have and then follow that up with a question. So here's, here's my theory. Um, if music has a good melody, it can make you smile. Uh, good lyrics can make you think. Good beat can make you move. When I heard your first debut single, uh, Good Taste, it was an all of the above song for me. And you can't just sit still when that song comes on. So I couldn't help but think like when, when you're sitting down to write a song, do you come up with a chorus, a melody? A, a, how, does, how does that process work for you? 
You know, um, it really just depends on who I'm riding with. Um, the process is never really the same, but for me, I've always been very strong with like melody side of stuff. Now, um, I've really been working on the lyric um, side of the music process and, um, you know, a lot of the times when I write, I told you earlier, I like to think things through and like, I tend to be a little bit of a slower writer because I want to overthink things that I want to make sure that like, is this the best line? Am I, am I giving my audience the best lyric? Does this serve the song? And um, I've written with people who just spit stuff out like crazy. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, slow down. <laughs> but um, a lot of the people that I write with, um, they write, you know, and have the same mind process as I do. So like we can sit there and think about stuff and whatnot but um I have a lot of like lyricist friends that you know when I'm like hey I've got this idea like I'll take that to them and I'm like this is what I'm hearing in my head so like um I've got a little bit of a melody already and then um one of us will start playing it on guitar or um you know we'll start spitting out lines or anything like that um but it's really different it just depends on who I'm writing with, um, what the idea is. No, that's that's a great point. And I, I really appreciate you sharing that with us. In fact, um, we're going to come back to songwriting in just a couple of minutes as part of that fun thing that I was talking about. But before we do that, we were wondering if you might play along with a little game we like to call rapid fire. And the way this works, now before you agree to this, let me explain you how it works. Oh, no. <laughs> Not that you have a choice or anything. Right. <laughs> but the way this works is we're going to ask you a whole bunch of questions in a very short amount of time, and you're going to have even less time to answer them, or you could face the buzzer. I don't know if we have the buzzer okay. working or not, but if it is, you'll hear it. Right. <laughs> so are you game? Are you up for the challenge of rapid fire? Can't say no. I think I can do it. I got this. That's great. Got to be confident, right? All right. That's right. Well, here we go. I'm going to start with the first one, and then Rosie's going to come at you with the second one. So here we go. Your favorite whiskey. What is it? Oh, um, Knob Creek. Great. Favorite cover song to sing? Um, Simple Man by Leonard Skinner or Tin Man by Miranda Lambert. Name the only city in the United States, built in a meteor crater? Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's in Kentucky. Oh, oh. It's oh in the center. Um, it's in yeah. the middle of a borough. Middlesbrough. No, I was about to say Middlesbrough. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said Murfreesboro and I was like, no, Taylor, that's in Tennessee. <laughs> Don't okay. ask me geography, y'all. Your, okay. <laughs> your favorite television show that was shot in Kentucky? Oh, in Kentucky. Um, oh, it's not on anymore. Um, but it's it was okay. it was in Harlan County, where is it called? Justified, I think is what it was called. I think that was a trick, trick leading question, like it's Bill's favorite show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, I love that show. So here's a follow up question for really you. So that's a great answer, by the way, Taylor. So, cause I would have answered it the same way, but here's my follow-up question. Is there a character in the history of television that's any cooler than U.S. Marshal Raylan Gibbons in Justified? Ooh, um, Beth from Yellowstone is pretty high up there. 
oh, oh God, you know what? You might have me on that one. Right? Did I get you? (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, I'm obsessed with that show. It's so good. What is the strangest thing you've ever written a song about? Um, Quarantine. I wrote, I did write a song about quarantine. So we talk about, you know, how you can't find toilet paper anywhere. (laughs) All kinds of stuff. So that's funny because it's true. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Taylor, have you ever written a song like completely on the fly? Um... I've written a song in my car by myself before that took like, I wrote it really quickly and it's only um, like a two and a half minute song, but I did write it in the car. So I guess maybe that's kind of on the fly. Yeah, definitely. I'd say so on the fly, on the drive. But well, I've got great news. Are you ready? Uh We're going to give you an opportunity to do it again. Oh, goody. This is going to be a good song. So what, what Rosie's going to share with you are two potential song titles. So we're going to give okay. you two titles and you can pick one and see if you can come up with some lyrics. But I've got a surprise for you if you can. Okay. And I've got a surprise for you because I've added in the third title. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so now you have three to pick from. Are you ready? Okay. All okay. Right. Here we go. The first title. I'm all out of whiskey. I'm all, oh, that's never a good thing. The second, <laughs> there you go. The <laughs> second title, pour me a cold one. Pour me a cold one, okay. And the third title, warm summer breeze and a lot of mosquitoes. Warm summer breeze. <laughs> mm, very intriguing. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to go with the first one. <laughs> all out of whiskey? I'm all out of whiskey. Okay. You got so, any lines come to mind? Because if not, I, I think I might be able to help you out with a few. Oh, man. Let's see. I'm all out of whiskey. This is going to be one hell of a night. I usually have a stash. And I'm my, looking for a my fight. My husband drank it last night. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. He's going to be like, don't you call me out? <laughs> well, tell you what. I, during the coach break, I jotted down a couple of lines to the first two. I had no idea. My you didn't know about the mosquito song? No, I'm calling him out. It's not during the coach break. He's been working on this for three months. Okay, that's <laughs> not fair. <laughs> okay, so let, let me know what you think, right? So this is um, my words for all out of whiskey, because you're right. When I get low on Buffalo Trace, Oh, it's, that's a good one. it's a catastrophe in the making, potentially. And Knob <laughs> Creek's really good, too, by the way. Okay, ready? Here we go. Yes. I'm all out of whiskey, and you're out of time. If you try to kiss me, you can kiss me goodbye. There ain't enough whiskey, vodka, or gin. No way to convince me to see you again. So that's all Ouch. out of this. <laughs> oh, man. This other one's a little more upbeat. Okay. The other one was for me. Oh, that poor girl. <laughs> I know, but I love sad songs, so I'm about it. <laughs> this next one, I think, could be in your wheelhouse. I think this is one you should record someday. Okay. For me a so here we go. It's 110 in the shade. 
The work week's all but done. Baby, I just got paid. Pour me a cold one. Yes. So that. Yes. Good summertime song. Yeah. Yes. Right. Now, I, I feel like, I feel like the lyrics for right. your song for the first one could work with, you know, mine. The whole like husband drinking all the whiskey. Like if you try yeah. to kiss me. No. Right, so we'll have to schedule a writing session. <laughs> you know we'll, we'll yes schedule that for another do day. it i'm so, about so, it but thank you though for playing bottom line is you know we, we were just having fun now i wasn't quite working on it for three months but maybe for a few minutes earlier today right right you had one up on me <laughs> no, but that it. was one now we do want to before we close out the show and we're going to close out the show by asking you to do us a favor we wanted to talk about a very special song. In fact, it's your new single released in February, and it's also about whiskey. Uh, my new single is Praying to the Whiskey, and um, I wrote it with my dad, um, who I mentioned has no musical bone in his body, <laughs> um, but my dad is a fantastic writer. He's always been really good with words, and um, um, he went back to college um, probably a year no, it's probably been about two years ago. And, um, you know, his teachers always told him like, why aren't you a writer? And he was like, I don't know, maybe I should try writing. And, you know, him and I started writing together and we actually have like a handful of songs that I play out all the time, um, that people seem to love. And then when I tell them that I wrote it with my dad, they're like, what? No, not your dad doesn't write. (laughs) But, uh, you know, that's why this song was so, um, special, just because it was kind of like an introduction to the world that my dad is a writer as well. And music has always been like a family business for me. And, um, you know, my dad's my manager. He helps me book shows. He's my bodyguard. Um, He helps me run sound at some of my shows. And I always joke around, but it's also kind of true. Him and my mom have been the bank for my career. a while they've been 100 in it to win it and been so supportive of me which has been a huge blessing but um how this particular song got um written we were just kind of sitting around one day um i had just moved down here to nashville and um i was home um just for the weekend i think i was playing some shows and we had some time to sit down and ride and um we were talking about, you know, how we used to tailgate together and how, you know, just all the crazy things we used to do back in college and whatnot. It kind of inspired the whole um, side of, you know, partying and the drinking and the the whiskey part. But we're also, you know, my family is all Catholic. I was born and raised Catholic. And uh, we thought it would be kind of cool to pull in both ideas in not even just like the whole drinking thing, just that, you know, the devil on one shoulder and the angel on the other that I think everyone kind of deals with, whether it's, you know, um, alcohol or drugs or maybe not even anything that kind of crazy, you know, just trying to decide whether or not to do the right or the wrong thing. And, and that's how I, you know, it got inspired and, um, he started spitting out lyrics. And like I said, he's such a clever writer and, I had this melody in my head and it just kind of all flowed out right onto the page. And um, so I've been holding on to it for a while and I've been playing it all over Nashville for three years. And people are like, Taylor, when are you going to release this song? I was like, 
eventually, eventually, you know, and finally got it out and it's gotten such a great response. And, you know, I've had people that I met here um, three years ago when I first moved down that personally reached out to me and they're like, Taylor, you know, it was worth the wait. We've been so excited waiting for you to release this song, which means a lot to me. And I know it means a lot to my dad because, you know, we get to share this moment together. So what a great story. And I love the title. <laughs> it's it's definitely not something you're probably ever going to hear anywhere else. That's for sure. And, and I'll tell you, I um, the first time I heard it, uh, I came up with a new acronym. So I'll share this with you. Let me know what you think. See if I get this right. It's an I-K-A-C-C. And that stands for Instant Kick-Ass Country Classic. <laughs> Hey, if that's what we're using to describe the song, I like it. <laughs> uh, and again, it's another song where if it doesn't get you moving, you, you need to have, you know, your blood pressure or something checked or pulse checked. Right. It's going to get you moving for sure. But, uh, you know, Taylor, I, I just want to thank you for being such a good sport. We really, really enjoyed having you on the show and, and playing along with, with, with all we've done. And uh, want to also just congratulate you on what you've done and what you've done so far and what we know you will be doing in the future. So since you've been so nice to us so far, do you think you might be able to be nice just one more time and maybe close out the show with a little pray into the whiskey? I absolutely can do that for you guys. Thank you so much. And thanks for coming on the show. We can't wait to hear it live. And uh, folks, thanks for tuning in. Taylor Hughes.
dying crow.